Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. Yeah, welcome in to another edition of Libservative Intellectual Idiots Fostering Political and Cultural Literacy for Bell the Body Snatcher. He, as always, is Corey Walsh. And he's Dad Griffin. And I just want to say hi. He just wants to say, that's, that's it. The show's over. Good night, everybody. Uh, Peace. If we don't make it through this show, it's probably because we suffocated to death because uh, Canada is fucking us again. And uh, Metro Detroit has some of the worst air quality in the world yet again today. So, yeah, actually, time. after the show, uh, I don't know if you're down, Bell. I don't know about you, Dan. But uh, I'm going to grab a couple of box fans, head down to the Detroit Riverfront, and just start blowing them towards Canada, <laughs> hoping to get some of the smoke back on the Canadian side. You know, if you guys could keep your forests from burning, we wouldn't be having all these problems. Yeah, Sweden does it. There's a Switzerland. <laughs> You could just hear you could just hear such everything is so political. I could just hear Canadians hearing us say that and go, Well, what about California? It's always yeah. on fire, bro. Yeah, but we keep that smoke on our side of the border. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, All I know is the fires in California don't fucking affect my health. It's true. <laughs> and the fires and in Canada are. the equator. It's hotter there. Oh, and when oh, California. Yeah. So it makes more sense. It's it's hotter than Canada, is what he's saying. Yeah. California is not, well, I mean, I guess some parts are, but there's a large swath of California that's on the same, what is that, longitude? Is that what, are you a Canadian fire apologist, Corey Walsh? No, I just said I'm going to take box fans to the border and blow it back over. Set up a giant HEPA filter. <laughs> no, it's just, we need to make a uh, Facebook group and get a bunch of people together to just turn our fans to Canada and blow it all back over. Yep. We have all these goddamn windmills here, and we're not putting them to use. Yeah, then I found out today that my furnace filter was just kind of sitting in the box inside the furnace, not actually doing fucking anything. And I'm wondering, why is the air quality in my house such shit? Why have my allergies been so bad this spring? <laughs> well, I figured it out. A filter. It wasn't filtering any air, but uh, we fixed that. So hopefully, by the time the show is over, uh, be I'll, be, again. I'll be able to breathe again. What's the current uh, air quality right now? Uh, it was like it was like 200 as of about an hour ago, which is in the very dangerous zone. Anything over anything over 100 is not healthy. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was up to like 277 earlier this morning. It was really really bad. But it's supposed yeah, to be Yeah, I have been riding with the windows down in the car and I'm like a puppy dog. I like that window open. You're at 163 right now out of I don't know what, but it's it goes up to like five hundred. So that's much better. It's like purple, so it's like oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, like, it's bad. Like, I think. It's like, remember, remember the old uh, on the news they would have like the 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 terror possibility warnings. Yes. We're moving <laughs> it up to orange, which yeah. means something might happen somewhere. <laughs> that's what we have for that's what we have for air quality oh in Metro Detroit. Right Looking now, back on that, that's a fucking trip and a half, isn't it? Ter- terror warning, uh, Foxtrot Orange. 
<laughs> no one knows what you it ever means. Like, it was yellow yesterday. You ever notice how, did you ever notice how arbitrary those terror warnings were on the news too? Like it, it, for, somehow it just never made it all the way to red and nobody can ever figure out why. Like the day of the Boston bombing, what was it? Because obviously that was a terrorist attack. What was what was the terror warning? Maybe I Bell, if you could find that, I would be so impressed if you could find out like what the possibility according to the the news of a terrorist attack was the day of the Boston bombing. If he finds that, he's the champion. Because I bet you it was probably like yellow. It's probably like really <laughs> low. Because <laughs> it was right. just it was just so arbitrary. Uh speaking of terrorists, uh the uh Russians staged a well. I shouldn't say the Russians, a faction of Russians staged a, a uh, probably the, the lamest coup attempt in the history, at least of Russian coup attempts, because if the Russians are good at one thing historically, it is carrying out coups. Would you agree? They do it a lot more than any other country. <laughs> they do it pretty well. They've, they, they've always they've always done it pretty well. So obviously we're talking about the uh, the uh, the Wagner group that is ironically named after a uh, anti-Semitic Wagner, group. actually Wagner. Yeah. And named after a, but in America, we say, we say Wagner uh, it named after a, a, uh, um, an anti-Semitic composer who happened to be German. So that should tell you a couple of things about these folks. Um, and uh, they basically tried to started marching on Moscow and then somebody talked to a Belarusian guy and they fucking turned around and went home. <laughs> Did now I miss anything? Like, or that's his, all the details, right? Prigozhin coffee table in Belarus. 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 That, that too. Belaruskis. Uh, yeah. So, um, we got some stuff about inadequate infrastructure. We're going to yeah. leave a little left. Supreme Court continues to pleasantly surprise us. We got natives versus liberals in an anti-love story. We got mm. banning free speech. Hunter and Trump are two headaches that won't go away for either party. And sit back, strap up, and get ready for the show. Yeah, we'll start with the with the uh, okay the, the the Wagner Group uh, coup in Russia from this last week. Or do you want? Well, do you want to start off with uh, our dear disciple? Oh, you want to make fun of Ron DeSantis first? Okay, that's fine. I'm yeah, always, always good with that. Like, yeah, let's you know. do that. All right, because we're going to make fun of Joe Biden like immediately after. So we, we can we can fair play, fair fair play to Ron DeSantis. Are you, oh, you're pulling up the video. I was wondering what the hell you were doing. You know, these are people who you know Peter's just fishing one day, and all of a sudden you know, this guy comes up to him, catches all the fish, and says, "You know, you're going to be fisher. I want you to be a fisher of men. Come with me." And so these guys all went out. Uh, and they dedicated their life to spreading the gospel, and they all were were killed for you know they tried to kill John. John <laughs> ended up you know being able to survive, like, but I mean yeah. the intent was to oh, put yeah. him to death too. And you know to talk about what that was like, um, you know talk about what their what their impressions are. You know what of that? Uh, I look back at that and would love to have been uh, been able to be there with them. So- <laughs> Get out of here! I don't want to hear David Peckman's crew. But yeah, they had a nice little snippet of. To DeSantis saying that he would have been a disciple of Jesus. <laughs> did he say that? Did I hear that correctly? Did he say that or did he just say he would have liked to have been one? He would have loved to have been there in that time and been one to have a guy uh, walk yeah, up to him. And yeah. Catch all e- his fish. Either way, that's uh that's a little bit of overconfidence in your in your uh in your ability to understand humankind because, yeah, because he loves the state and he loves the power of the state. And the power of the state is what killed Jesus. I bet he, you he would have been 
he probably would have been Pontius Pilate. And he also hates queers. Or Judas. So, he might have been Judas. If you, <laughs> Betrayed Jesus for a ton shekels. It seems like a it seems like a silly question, but like because it seems like it would be sort of a, a culturally left gotcha question. But does anybody ever ask these like goofy nuclear family, you know, Christian conservatives, like what do you think Jesus would have thought of like trans people? Because I mean, we 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 had the we we I do remember people asking that question about homosexuals, like back when like being gay still wasn't a common. He would have loved the sinner, but not the sin, Dan. Ah, yes, I see, I see. Okay, that's what they would have done. Uh, I love this, love the sinner, but not the. I got you. All right. Yeah, I mean, you you spent a little bit more time in the goofy portion of the church. Of course, I was Catholic, so which is more goofy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say, I was not denominational. You were Catholic. Yeah, but the thing about Catholics is they don't they don't really take their religion too seriously. There's a lot of like, you, you know, there's like a lot. Well, no, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> He's on my side eye for the people who are listening. No, like, li, li, like, you know how there's a lot of like in Judaism, there's like a lot of secular Jews that like, you know, they don't necessarily eat kosher or... You know, they're just kind of loosely Jews. There's a lot, a lot of Catholics like that too. You know, they got the guilt, and they and they, they just show up the on Saturday, eat the body of Christ, yeah, go yeah. back to the bar. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's 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 what I mean. It's not like a, uh, it's not like a diehard. Uh, you know, everybody who doesn't agree with me is bad. Catholics are pretty accepting in that way. They always kind of have been. And they love kids. They do love kids, especially the priests. Uh, yeah, so. I will say this: Ron DeSantis does does know his Bible decently well. Ah, that's first grade knowledge right there. <laughs> I haven't been studied in years, and I remember all that shit. That's it. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, DeSantis would probably have been either Pontius Pilate, or a Roman soldier, or Judas. Yeah, that's interesting because if he had been a Roman, do you think he would have he would have gone with Christ, or do you think he would have thought that like what the Romans did, which is that Christ was like a fucking uh, um, false prophet, right? Or like what the Jews thought, which was that Christ was a false prophet. You think he would have stuck with the Jews, or do you think he would have gone with Christ? I think he would have stuck with the Jews. Absolutely, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus wanted the refugees to come. That would have turned DeSantis off immediately. He would have been a Roman soldier. <laughs> That's absolutely. They're taking our jobs. And like the Roman soldier that wasn't even pinnacle to getting him there, he'd have been the one in the back just yelling shit and spitting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he would have. He would have loved. Uh, yeah, it's, it, 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 I guess it so. Who would have been so okay? So if we're playing this game, who would have been the political figure that helped Jesus carry the cross? Oh man, uh, can it be somebody who's dead? <laughs> because I don't think anybody alive would have been would have been the one. Like Bernie Sanders would have pretended like he wanted to help. He yeah, wanted to help Jesus Jewish. carry the cross, but he ultimately would have. Uh, but he, but yeah, but we're just talking about political figures. Like who would have been the political figure that would have helped Jesus carry the cross? It, it, Bernie Sanders would have like pretended like he wanted to, but then like ultimately cucked out to the establishment and not done it. <laughs> half, of them, half of them are way too old to be doing any carrying of any sort. So that and, already counts out two thirds of every politician in this country. 
That that's a good point. And and Kamala Harris, maybe Kamala Harris would have done it, but just for the photo op. <laughs> and then as soon as the photos were done, he would she would have just dropped the just cross. Let it go and he falls <laughs> yeah. and gets an extra whip lashing because he dropped the cross. Yeah. And Oof. then like maybe Tulsa Gabbard, <laughs> maybe Tulsa Gabbard would have started helping Jesus carry the cross, but then like sometime down the road realized that uh Jesus's ideas were bad and completely turned her back on all of all of her. You know, she would have been talking about how they're treating Jesus unfairly. Until she realized that most of the people listening to her say that were Roman soldiers, then immediately changed her oh. messaging <laughs> to make them like her. Wow, that's a fun game. <laughs> we, should, we should come back to that one. Like, which politician would have actually helped Jesus carry the cross? I like that game. Wait, I think we came game. Up, we'll save not, that one for Christmas and Easter. I don't know who it would be. We'll have to think about that a little <laughs> bit more intently. Which politician turns the Virgin Mary away at the hotel and makes them sleep in a manger in a <laughs> fucking barn. Ron DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, no no, no illegals here. You're right. That's that's who Ron DeSantis would have been, the owner of the mo- of the of the inn that turned Jesus' parents away. No, that's Donald Trump because he's actually a hotel owner. <laughs> so. yeah, this is a fun game. <laughs> It would have been, yeah. That's, that's no illegals here. You cannot come into my hotel. You can sleep in the barn <laughs> until, until until we until we find an opportunity to ship you up to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> Where's <is> that? Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, shall we? That was fun. Shall we move on to the to the to the uh, phony Wagner group coup? This this was to me. I, I just want to start with this. This this supposed coup uh, from basically hired mercenaries, right? That's pretty much what the Wagner group is. Yeah. Uh, that was supposedly going to march to Moscow because for, for various different claims, right? For, for why they were doing this. It seems like the most credible reason they were doing this is because uh, what's his nuts? Prigozhin was... Uh, just not happy with the internal workings of the Russian military. And he really just wanted changes. I seriously doubt that had he made it to Moscow, this would have actually uh, amounted to any violence in any way. But this is why you can just never trust Twitter for anything ever. Because as soon as it was announced that the Wagner group had kind of left their bases and we're marching towards uh, what's the city that they actually took over? The one uh, Ras uh, Rasvatan or something like that. Yeah, the one where the actual where where a lot of the Russian military is being staged because it's pretty close to the Ukraine border. Um, it was like, oh my god, the civil war has begun! Oh my god, the Russian civil war—it's begun! It's begun! And here's my proof. And it was just all a bunch of fucking bullshit. It was all a complete Rostov on Don. Rostov on Don. Yes, this. This coup was like kind of fun to watch because it's like, oh, you know, let's 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 see what's happening here. But ultimately, Corey, I don't know if you were if you if you felt the same way as I did, but I was like, mm, this isn't going to amount to much. Even when I saw the fact that they were like digging up the roads that the Russians were digging up the roads on the way into Moscow. Even when I saw that, I was like, I'll believe something when I see something actually happen. Well, I mean, I saw the videos of him uh, talking to the generals at the military base in Rostov and Don or whatever. <laughs> Rostov on Don. Rostov on Don, yeah. 
Name your city's normal. <laughs> Fuck. Why can't you give them English names like St. Petersburg? Yeah. Right. Or, uh, yeah. Moscow. Moscow is an easy one. <laughs> Rostov on Don. Like yeah. Ukraine does the same thing. Oblast. Donetsk. But there's like a T and an S and a K. Come Kinda on, guys. Like you're being Get a bigot towards their languages. Well, if you're going to just make yourself national news and invade each other and make a big deal of it, make the cities at least easy to say so everyone else talking about it doesn't sound like an idiot. <laughs> right? It's the least I want. Anyway, what point were you making before you started your anti-Russian what bigotry? What I'm making? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the Wagner group, the coup that wasn't. You know, these guys, they... Wagner or Prigozhin, who was the leader of the Wagner group, was super, super fucking pissed because he felt like the two leaders, uh, Shogi and I forget the other guy's name, the mili- the head of the military of uh, the Russian army. Uh, he said that they weren't they were doing a piss poor job. And as evidence of what was happening on the battlefield, you could say that that's true because Wagner was the only one making any sort of gains in uh, Russia when like the big war back Bakhmut. Another city that's confusing to say. There's an H in there for some reason, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so then he and then the MOD, which is Military Defense or Ministry of Defense in Russia, was talking about how they're not going to renew their tra- their contract with Wagner, and that they're all going to have to be folded into the into the actual like Red Army. And he was pissed, and he said that they were holding off ammo from them and supplies and stuff like that. And so he eventually just turned his guns around and went over and took over Rostov, Rostov on Don. Said it right that time. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, he showed up there, took it over without firing a single shot. And then he just sent a column of troops up to uh, Moscow, and Russia was sending helicopters and things towards them, and they were shooting them down. And he was within 200 kilometers of the city center. And then he just abruptly turned around and yeah. now he's in belarus interesting i want to show you a video uh let me get this pulled up here i gotta all right go ahead i always forget i always forget how to share my fucking screen on this thing uh here we go and so yeah it's just it's super interesting what was going on and so what you got here i got i got i got our cracker jack president oh, just see, that's that's a real leader right there <laughs> Anyway, listen, look at listen him, to us, look at him what, like he's trying to like he just he lost his breath standing. <laughs> yes, our liver spotted leader. Let's let's, uh, let's let's listen to what Joe Biden had to say uh, about the uh, the Russian coup. The, uh, the situation began to develop as it did. I directed my national security team to monitor closely and report to me hour by hour. I instructed them to prepare for a range of scenarios. I also convened our key allies on a, on a Zoom call to make sure we're all on the same page. It's critical that we're in a coordinated in our response and coordinated in what we're to anticipate. We agree, they agreed with me that we had to make sure we gave Putin no excuse. Let me emphasize, we gave Putin no excuse what? to blame this on the West, to blame this on NATO. That's we made it clear that we were not involved. We had nothing to do with it. This was part of a struggle within the Russian system. I also talked at length with President Zelensky of Ukraine. Will be key. We don't even need to listen anymore. Did you hear what he just said? 
You want me to play it again? Then he wanted to make it clear that it wasn't. Let me back up. Let me me just back up. They agreed with me that we had to make sure we gave Putin no excuse. Let me emphasize. We gave Putin no excuse to blame this on the West or to blame this on NATO. We made clear that we were not involved. We had nothing to do with it. This was part of a struggle within the Russian system. You think of what I'm thinking? You know, if I didn't, like, follow like this Ukraine war and stuff like that, I could easily see how this could be a CIA backed coup. Very easy because our history shows that we constantly botched coups in other countries. The one country that we're giving billions of dollars to, for example, is one country that we held back a coup in. Never mind all of the South American countries. Never mind us trying to do it in Cuba or Libya or any of these other countries. So like the precedence is there. Absolutely. But Wagner has been making these unhinged speeches and talking shit about Russia and the leadership there for months, for months. And, you and there's this think- one Ukraine, uh, Ukraine, Russia war podcast that I listened to him for the past, like two months. They've been saying like, they've been saying that, uh, that the tensions between the Wagner group and the Russian military are really, really high and the chance of something happening is extremely high. And you don't think if you know that and the and the podcast that you listen to knows that, that the CIA doesn't know that? No, they could. You think this you, you don't think it's possible? I'm not saying you don't think it's possible, but um isn't it possible that you know the CIA kind of I don't know, nudged them nudged them. Group a little bit? Let's nudge them a little bit. Set a Russian looking missile over there. I'm a little got a, got a little got him a little extra flustered. This is that uh, so for full disclosure to all of our listeners, this is tinfoil hat territory. And oh yeah, we are putting no tinfoil hats on this. There's <laughs> no evidence of this, and I don't want you to walk away from saying this. But but, but I mean, what it's I a, is that it's every, a possibility. It, it seems like every it seems like every time Biden, and it's not just Biden. I mean, you, you can go back to you know some of the conflicts under Obama uh as well. And you know, we obviously saw what happened with Trump and Iran. Uh, it 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 seems like every time the president has comes on and does a press conference about like what we did not do, it always turns out. It seems like it always turns out that we had a hand in it. We had a hand in it somewhere. Not saying that's the case. So what? what so what actually helps your case right now, Dan? Though is uh, like you said, if if the podcast knew about it and the CIA knew about it. And there's evidence of Prigozhin uh, hoarding ammo and stuff like that for this scenario. If the CAA wanted to make sure that they weren't involved in this, there could have potentially been an olive branch that could have led to some sort of like, uh, like talking in some sort of like way to make this stuff end. You know what I mean? Like, a way to no. lead to some sort of diplomacy and a peace deal between Ukraine and Russia. Like what better way to go, hey, yo, Wagner is going nuts over here. I know you guys kind of know it. We really know it. Look out for this. Just leave Ukraine. Is it- but they wanted it to happen. And then once it actually should actually hit the fan and they probably, they might've, you know, they might've prodded and poked in the right direction and stuff like that. The CIA, you mean? 
Yeah. But then all of a sudden they go, oh, no, no, no. Oh, we didn't have anything to do with it. No. Plausible deniability. Well, we all know how good we all know how good uh, our leadership is at, you know, not letting the public know that they had some sort of secret documents or communication. So it, we'll find out in like three years if this is the case when it doesn't matter anymore. That's when we'll right. find out. It'll be released on a Friday at 8 p.m. Yeah, nobody will care. <laughs> what were you going to say, Bill? I was going to say, is it is it fair? Because the CIA is uh, like, they're just involved in so much that we just automatically have to assume that when anything like when when anything like this happens that we we just have to assume that the CIA was involved. I would put the odds at pretty much any situation like this at basically 50-50 that the CIA had involvement. You and I guess think- I, I guess it would depend on where, right? So if it's South America, I'd say probably 70-30. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Depends on where in the world it is, but Yeah, let's let's I don't think it doesn't matter. Let's not let's not let uh let's 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 sit on this a little bit. Let's not just you know yeah, let's not just assume that the CIA or the United States had nothing to do with the Wagner coup. I could see the CIA being involved in much as giving Wagner, you know, Prigozhin enough false information through cables or something to make him think that he needed to go to Moscow and then I should actual sit down happening and then him getting a come to Jesus moment and being like, I've been bamboozled. Yeah. Even so like some false flag shit. Yeah. It could, it, yeah, it could be something that simple, but it's like, it just always seems like the, CIA but it would leak. That's the thing. That's why I don't think that something like that could happen. Cause everything always leaks. Look at the Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah, you but know. it didn't. It didn't leak. The Nord Stream pipeline didn't leak to the point where it was like, okay, yeah, we definitely did it. Until like a year later. I mean, we well, we all had our suspicions, right? We always had this our suspicions, but it wasn't, and it will. If that was the case, it will leak. You're absolutely right, Corey. We'll get it. It'll it'll come out at some point. It's not going to stay quiet forever, especially depending on how long this war goes. So my other question, and with going in with all this, kind of bringing this back to uh, internal internal affairs so what happened in russia was an insurrection and i'm hoping that now that we have a contrast of what an insurrection looks like in a big country versus what happens in america that we can realize that what happened on january 6th was just a bunch of larping cosplay fucks thinking they could take over our capital with squatters rights and no, and, he, and and let's be clear. Because this was an insurrection, but then also that was what? And, the, and let's be clear. That doesn't mean those idiots did not storm the Capitol. That was a storming of the Capitol. That happened. Right, right. it absolutely <laughs> is. Like both things can be true at the same time. I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's just. That wasn't some fucking insurrection. Like, that's what kills me. Like, can we stop calling that a coup now? Everyone's calling that a coup. <laughs> like, our, our, our democracy did not almost fall that day. No. The worst case scenario was that those morons got a hold of Mike Pence and said, you need to overturn this. And Mike Pence goes, "Okay, I'm going to overturn it and sign some document that's probably not legally binding because he's under threat anyway. (laughs) And then as soon as they all leave, Joe Biden becomes president anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Those morons uh, were. So the other thing I was thinking about is how uh, China was radio silent during all of this until they were sure Putin was back in charge. Yeah, like they I, were kind of waiting to see it play that. out. I don't put too much into that though, because like if there's one thing China does really well is when it comes to um 
uh, like global affairs is they do a pretty good job of keeping their mouths shut until until the facts actually come out or until like no, I, that, I shouldn't that's even a, say that's facts. a good uh that's a good point because there's a chinese jo- journalist named who uh Xi Jin who tweeted his armed rebellion like talking about Prigozhin, his armed rebellion has made the russia political situation cross the tipping point regardless of his outcome russia cannot return to the country it was before the rebellion anymore but then he ended up deleting that tweet did he die is he sitting in a, uh, a concentration camp with a bunch of Uyghur Muslims somewhere now? No, he probably got the, hey, don't do that. <laughs> you know, I don't think they're going to kill him over there. Hey, either. don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because now China's probably reeling because that Russia was their little lapdog there for a minute. Because those two do hate each other. You know, know kids, they- in, kids in Chinese schools are still taught that uh, Russia is one of the eight countries that accosted China. That's unforgivable. Yeah, I mean, I guess keep your enemy at arm's length. I, I would, I, I would, I would, I've always thought that, like, if she ever had an opportunity to take advantage of Russia, he would do so. 100%. But Putin, that's probably what he's doing. Putin doesn't, Putin's never going to play second fiddle on a global stage to anyone. So that's, that actually plays to the West's advantage, to be honest with you. The fact that Putin yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't the, play second this, fiddle to Xi Jinping the uh what's it called the sin the sin asian communism versus the uh eastern communism they're two very different things Mm -hmm. the only other thing i was going to mention was um something that kind of got me thinking what with regards to this uh this wagner coup was um because when you when you when you turned on twitter you had people that were obviously being super hyperbolic and like this is a russian civil war and a bunch of bullshit that isn't true and didn't turn out to be true but the other thing that I was seeing is like people rooting for Wagner to succeed and overthrow Vladimir Putin. Fucking stupid. That guy's more unhinged than Putin is. Well, even if it wasn't him, right? Um, so the 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 devil we know, right? That's what that's what Vladimir Putin is, and and it just it always amazes me how. Uh, particularly in Western culture, and I'll even say mostly in America, because I really don't know how this goes down in Europe, but how we never fucking learn from this shit. We never consider the the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh order consequences of overthrowing a regime. So like Iraq, that was cute. Afghanistan, even though it failed, that was cute. You know, Gaddafi, that was cute, right? But all of those, all of those countries went into complete turmoil when we eliminated, yeah, these guys that were fucking horrible dictators and pieces of shit that killed Iran, not so cute. Ukraine, not so cute. Yeah, we're talking about fucking countries with nukes that are now going to not be stable anymore within their region. So anybody can just roll in and now have possession of these nukes. If if you're if you're saying gun to my head, who do I want to have nukes? Uh, a random regime that comes in to replace Putin or Putin right now today. Sorry, guys, I'm saying Putin. I'd rather yeah. the, I would rather the nukes be in the hands of Putin. So that's another little spin on this is uh, one thing that's also in Russian history is pitting people like in like the government against each other mm-hmm. to stifle any sort of one side or the other. We saw it at the end of the Cold War. We saw it at the Russian yeah. Revolution because. That you know, it's a constant infighting between all of them, all of like betrayal and things like that. Because if one side or the other gets too much sway, 
It's going to lead to a revolution and overthrow. You know, it's happened, what, 15, not 15, but like since 1915 is what I meant to say, like four, five times. It's happened at least twice on a major level. At least twice. No, I would say three times because there was like the czars that were overthrown. Right. By the bourgeois or whatever. And then there was the battle for power after after Lenin died. There was the battle for power, which obviously, which Stalin ultimately won. Then when the Soviet Union fell, that's three. Yeah, we're probably going to see another one. And I'm not even well versed in history. This is just, you know, cliff notes of what I know about them. And uh, yeah, so they try to keep the infighting so the person at top can keep all of his little henchmen meddling amongst each other so they don't join forces and take him out. Got to give a shout out to our our boy Bright Nice. What up, Bright Nice? And uh, yeah, yeah, no. So like, who knows? This could have been something he's he put together because he's just now he's saying Prigozhin's not going to be charged. Interesting. Or is he just going to fall out of a window a year from mm-hmm. now? Is he going to be suicided? Right. A lot of a lot of uh, faulty windows in Russia. Let's not forget Putin. Putin engaged in creating what was it like a fucking nuclear cocktail. <laughs> With uh, oh, for Nalvani, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Nalvani, Alexi Nalvani? I forgot how to pronounce the guy's name. Yeah, his his number one rival. Yeah, the guy he, fucking survived barely. Now yeah. he's in jail. Yeah, convenient. Um, what's next? We, I was gonna say, shall we move on? We, we want to move on to uh. God damn it. I don't want to do a software update right now. God damn it. Um, the Navy knew they knew the Navy. Oh yeah. We can get, we can get through this one real quick. So reports coming out now that uh, not now, but a few days ago that uh, with regards to the uh, submersible at the Titanic, the Navy knew that this fucking thing imploded days, maybe even days and days. I sound like Donald Trump <laughs> days, maybe even days and days uh, before uh, it was actually admitted. Yeah. So if you can, Bell, look up really quick if this was a leak or if this was just stuff released, because it's hard for me to make sense that the Navy would allow all these resources and stuff be wasted in the Atlantic Ocean, knowing this information the whole time. Well, I mean, and then, and then like letting everyone do, I'm sorry, let me rephrase what I'm saying letting all of these resources and stuff be expelled in the middle of the Atlantic ocean, knowing what the outcome was already going to be and then releasing it after that happens. So I guess, I guess the, the defense that I would give for that is from what the way I understand this, and this is very minimal knowledge that I have. So anybody who's listening can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but the way it sounded to me was that the Navy picked up on a, a, some sort of sonar system, a, lo- a, a, a loud, you know, banging sound from that area. Or I don't know, because the, the submersible imploded. I don't know what, what that would sound like on sonar. Did you ever crush a can? When they, yeah, when they, well, when they went back, to that. when they went back and they realized, hey, when this thing went missing and when they heard that sound, it's like, Okay, what are the odds that th- that this is anything else? But they didn't one hundred percent know 
You know what I mean? They weren't able to prove it. And so I don't think they wanted to make anybody, and I can't believe I'm defending the military here, but I don't think they wanted to to, to make anybody panic in case, you know, this fucking submersible was found. I actually yeah, just, make, I just played everyone look, at, for the Navy. look for it half-heartedly in case. Yeah. 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 Well, the Navy's important. The Navy is one of the, probably one of the most important branches in my opinion, not just because my dad was in it, but because it, it protects trade routes and things like that. What you got for us, Bill? Basically what I'm gathering from couple articles is that the navy knew about it before they even announced that the submarine went missing so when the coast guard announced that the submarine went missing and the navy was like hey we detected an anomaly consistent with an implosion or an explosion where you are going to search mm. so they kind of half-heartedly knew and knew the search was futile but they went anyways so, you know, so the first thing that my mind went to when all this was coming out and made me wonder if it was a leak or not, and I don't know if it, it, it sounds like it wasn't a leak, that they actually just said it. Um, our Navy apparently just has microphones. All over about, the ocean. All over the ocean that we just can <laughs> hear everything. I feel like that's kind of showing your, your, your hand in poker there. Or is that a weird flex? Is that like a weird? Well, I mean, flex? you have to consider where this is. I mean, everybody thinks that the Titanic sunk like way, 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 way far away, but it, it actually sunk pretty goddamn close to North America. Like considering, Con- considering yeah. how big the the pond is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it wasn't that far away, uh, and so I, I I could see the the Navy being able to listen to the ocean sort of that close to North American soil. That that part doesn't really surprise me a whole lot. Uh, but I, wa- I think I we wonder wanted- if it was one of our dolphins. What? Oh, the, the laser dolphins? Well, I don't know if we necessarily have laser dolphins, but we do have dolphins trained. So does Russia. That's cute. These echolocation to find. I know it's the cutest goddamn murder machine I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> But no, they find mines. That's why they get so pissed when those those Japanese research agencies kill whales and dolphins. It's because they might kill one of ours. Oh my god, you want to hear okay, a little bit of a tangent here, but I just heard this story. If you guys and the listeners look it up, it's called a uh the acoustic kitty. And what it basically was was like during the Cold War, America wanted a way to spy on Russians and the American embassies and things like that. So they were implanting micro like the the goal was it cost twenty million dollars to do this. They were implanting microphones and radio receivers in cats to like kind of walk around and pick up stuff and listen. But they did it with one cat, and the first time that they tried to use it, it was in a park, and they wanted the cat to listen in. Two people sitting on a bench, and so they let the cat go, and it got close. Something spooked the cat. And the cat fucking took off running, <laughs> ran to the street and got hit by a taxi. <laughs> and then that nixed the acoustic kitty <laughs> program. Well, speaking of audio, Corey, we've got what some about? good audio. You got some good audio for me? Oh, yeah. You know this one. Oh, I know this one. Uh, so the the uh, the audio has been released, or at least, well, released, uh, picked up by large corporate awful media companies uh of the i guess what would you say the audio in question with regards to uh donald trump's classified documents case shall we give it a listen yeah let's listen to it let's give it a listen 
what that was your cue, you know, against you. That's well, it started right at the like beginning. when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a cue. No, they were trying to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Trying to overthrow your life. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was cool. If you wanted me this, this is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. Mm. All sorts of stuff. Pages long. Mm. Yeah, I mean, let's see here. Yeah. <laughs> this through paper. Thumbing through yeah, classified just, documents. Isn't that amazing. This totally wins my case, you know. Mm -hmm. Except it is like highly confidential. Yeah. <laughs> secret. <laughs> this is secret information. Look, look at this. You attack. And Hillary would print that out all the time. <laughs> it's send it, you know, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think that way, name is so incredible? Yeah. I was just saying, because we were talking about it. <laughs> and you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what? Yeah, he said, you did. Well, This was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I like, think we can probably. What? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out a. a yeah. President, I could have declassified yeah. it. Now I can't, you know, but this is. Yeah, now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so cool. I mean, it's so. I'm look, we hear it. I have a, And you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe It's incredible. So. Wait, 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 wait. You got to play where he goes and tells the guy to get the two Cokes. I can't. Oh, okay. It is on there. Yeah, it, hey, bring some, uh, bring some cokes in, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. I'm, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give credit to, to, to Dave Smith for the, for the point I'm about to make because he made it first on his show. Although I was thinking something very, very similar. This is two minutes worth of audio, and all of the mainstream outlets are focusing on the last 15 seconds, where Trump admits that he has these documents, that he could have declassified as president, but didn't, yada, yada, yada. Okay, look, you got him, right? What about the first minute 20? Like the actual substance of what Trump is saying. Yeah, and everyone's ignoring that part. Wait, wait, where he is saying that General Milley is accusing Trump of wanting to attack Iran, and Trump is in turn saying, no, that was General Milley. And when he says... This helps my case, which is why he's showing the documents in the first he place. He was so wrapped up in proving himself right there that he fucked himself with something else. Absolutely. But can we please talk about the fact that we had high folks in the military and the president of the United States? I don't really care who was talking about doing so, but actually talking about attacking Iran. Is that just not important to anyone? Just nonchalantly that other we than Dave, other that than ran. Dave Smith, apparently, who I again will give credit to for for mentioning that first. Uh, but yeah, like I, I it, it is it is absurd to me that 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 catching Trump with classified documents, pieces of paper that he just you know didn't return on time because you have to throw him in prison and get him to not run for president so badly that we're just going to ignore the fact that higher ups in the military and the president of the United States are having serious discussions about attacking Iran.
We're just going to leave that part out. Yeah. That's fucked up to me. That's the you part know, I care about more. Yeah. Yeah. No, like the fact that we like, yeah, that they wanted, they're pushing Trump to war. And it sounds like he was pushing against it JFK style. The end. We can stop the talking end. about this now. Um, <laughs> so another thing. So someone leaked this to CNN. And it was the DOJ that had his hands on it, right? So somebody, like, allegedly, someone from the government released this to CNN. Because I don't know who else would have had it to release it to them to where they thought they could play it. But here's what's interesting. So I'm on, uh, like, Microsoft MSN.com right now, actually. It's uh, through a Newsweek journal. Oh, it's a Bill Gates Bill Gates shit. We, we don't need to hear this. I'm kidding. Go um, ahead. One second. This stupid. It's your computer trying to get you to do it. Where the fuck like is this coming from? I have audio coming from somewhere. Well, well, we don't hear it, so I'm good. We're good. I don't hear it. Okay. Okay. As long as you don't <laughs> hear it, that pisses me off when stuff just starts playing music. Um, so according to MSN.com in Newsweek, um, can prosecutors play the tape in court? The tape itself is admissible. Former federal prosecutor Nana Rami told Newsweek that evidence is admissible as long as it is relevant, authentic, and does not violate the rules of evidence or the Constitution. Um, the ta- then federal law generally requires one party consent, so as long as the recording was not obtained unlawfully and a witness can lay its foundation, it should be admissible even if a non-party leaked it in violation of a protective order. But the recent publication Ooh, of the audio for, could present Trump for, with the strategy. Before you continue, before you continue, interesting for Julian Assange. Go ahead. Yeah, I can't even hear you because you got that oh, stupid audio it. going. I found it. The stupid piece of shit. Fuck you, ABC. <laughs> God damn! I couldn't hear anything. I just had all this how, shit going out of my ears. How dare you talk about? Read. How dare you talk about David Muir like that? He's an American treasure. Dude, it was some bullshit about, I don't even know. It's from Good Morning America. Stupid, stupid shit. Was it just Michael Strahan lisping for 10 minutes? It might have been. I don't know. It was just noise. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, former assistant United States Attorney General Andrew Weissman told Newsweek that there are two rules. Or no, yeah, two rules. Trump's legal team will likely use to make their argument. Rules 404B and 403. Under 404B, evidence of other crimes or wrongdoings are not admissible to prove a person's character. While evidence can be excluded under Rule 403 if its value is substantially outweighed by the danger of unfair prejudice. So the recent publication of the audio could present Trump with a strategy to have it excluded from the trial. If that audio is excluded from the trial, that's all the evidence that they have. Well, that's true. But here's the thing. If this goes to an actual criminal trial, which I just have this funny fucking feeling it ain't going to get that far for whatever reason. Uh, if it does, the jury, the jury's already going to know about it. The jury's going to have heard it. We just heard it now. You know, so yeah, I, I, get I get, I get, hear I, get it. I get it's not admissible. I get it's not admissible in court, but, you know, the, it's just going to be one of those stupid trials where everybody on that jury has already made up their mind before they even fucking walk in to have the goddamn trial. 
Well, that's just going to prolong it and make it even longer because this just gives a bunch of room for appeals and stuff like that because it was released to CNN. Yeah. It's going to be a joke. This I hate it. CNN wanted ratings, but this hurts the case more than helps it. Which I just thought was kind of funny. You know, they call him Teflon Don. Good day to you, fellow intellectual idiots. If you're this far into the show, we're guessing that you probably like it. So we'd just like to ask you to hit pause, and on whatever platform you're listening, just leave us a quick review. It really does help us grow and gives us an opportunity to bring you even more great content in the future. And we'd also like to ask you to just press that share button and just send this episode to one friend that you think might be interested in our line of conversation. The best way for podcasts to grow in the sea of millions of podcasts really is through word of mouth. So every little bit helps, and we appreciate you all. So let's get back to the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, that's the thing is like, he's a, Donald Trump is a fucking buffoon, dude. He's a moron when it comes to that kind of stuff. He cares so much about himself, and he's, a, he's great at marketing. He's great at branding. Maybe the best in the world, to be honest with you. He, he, he got to be president of the United States through branding. Nobody's ever done that before. So he's really, really, really good at that. But my God, when it comes to when it comes to hurting his ego or him possibly being wrong about something, he will step on his own fucking feet to prove his point right. And that's exactly what he did with this with with this with this audio. He was trying to prove so much that it was General Milley that wanted to attack Iran and not him that he was willing to show fucking classified documents that he never unclassified that he wasn't. So that's another thing too, is I don't know who these journalists are or whoever these writers are, but he said off the record. I don't know if it was journalists. I don't know who the hell he was talking to. Does it, I don't um, know if any of our listeners. It was like writers or something about like a writer. I think I read something. It was for a, uh, like a book or something. Okay. Yeah. Which is, you know, as people who like, we're trying, like, as we're up and coming, you know, like, aspiring journalists and doing this stuff like that's so like you don't do that <laughs> it's kind of fucked up even no matter how big the scoop is if they say it's off the well record, it's no, 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 the no, record. no 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 that doesn't mean you can't record it that's not what off the record means that just means it can't make it into the publication that's all that means it is your dumb fault for saying and doing that in front of a journalist that's also true mm-hmm. even if even if it's a journalist you think is on your side <laughs> because a journalist that's is going to get is going to want their scoop. But yeah, that's not off the record just means whatever you're saying isn't going to make it into the publication. It doesn't mean it can't be recorded. True, but they still leaked it. Yes, they did. Or was it subpoenaed? I don't remember. I don't remember the story on this. I'm going to I'm going to mm. sit here and tell you right now that I'm an idiot when it comes I'm to that. I come back to that. Yeah, I don't know if it was subpoenaed or not. It seems like it probably was. Um because why would we be talking about whether or not it's admissible in court? But yes, there is a difference between it being subpoenaed and going to the courts, and then but also being leaked to CNN. Like yeah. there's no, I don't think there's, I don't think there's that helps Trump's any, case, not hurt it. Yeah, I don't think there's any way through FOIA that you could possibly get that. So it was definitely leaked to the media through someone, um, probably someone from the DOJ. You think it was someone from the DOJ? Probably. So under the other half. Of uh, because this, in a weird way, does tie into this. This is another little tinfoil hat I was kind of thinking of, but I believe it was Friday. Was it Friday when this was shared online? This text. Mm, read it for us, Corey. This text. 
from Hunter Biden to a CEO and I forget which company it was in China. But he says, I am sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to, re to resolve this now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or a text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person that every person he knows and my ability for and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. <laughs> Heavy implication on Mr. Biden himself to the point now this is kind of a smoking gun that actually has all the mainstream media outlets talking about it. This came out on Friday. CNN leaked that audio on Sunday. And now everyone's talking about the audio. Isn't it interesting how that works? Yeah. I'm going to say this though. Cause like, well, huh? I, I don't, I don't, how media works. I don't ever want to like defend Joe Biden's character or his ability as a president because both are awful. Well, but, he, but here's what I'm going to say. He loves his son. He loves, love his son. But here's what I'll say. He's proud of him. Was this text not sent, received, read, and acted upon when Joe Biden was not in office? I don't know if he was the VP when this happened or whether he was a VP or not. So, But that's an important detail. Right. It's an important detail when it comes to the legality of crimes. Sure. Yes. He, was actually, he was actually questioned today by reporters. And they asked him if he was president, and he repeated no because it was in 2017. Okay, but that is an important detail. It is because that changes a lot of things. It doesn't mean it. It doesn't mean it's you know, you know. Obviously, you're, Hunter Biden is still using his father's power to gain something somewhere. But the question of whether or not Joe Biden was in office is a huge question mark, and does change the legality of this situation. Like it or not, whether you hate Joe Biden or love him, it definitely changes it. So we have to know that. And then also, all this is a text message. I mean, he might very well have just been sitting next to his father and engaging. Or he might not family. have. He was a crackhead. Yeah. And and it, like, I, I am of the belief that Joe Biden is is guilty of something here. But just like with Trump forever and ever and ever, right? Like, I kind of believe Trump was probably guilty of some shit. I think you did too, Corey. But like, I, we, we always admitted that they never had enough. They don't have enough. They don't have enough. They don't have enough. Now they finally have something on Trump. It's silly and dumb and flimsy and doesn't really extrapolate out to the kinds of crimes that folks on the left say that he's guilty of. And... I think this is another one of those situations also when it comes to Joe Biden. This is this this text message it doesn't make Joe Biden guilty of anything. It doesn't prove that he's guilty of anything. That's just reality. That's true. That's very true. It doesn't matter doesn't how make much him we look good. It. No, it does definitely doesn't make him look good. But it's like it's just like, I, I, like I think but I guess also, when did this relationship start? Like, I guess, which month? Is this like February of 2017 or is this November of 2017? But still, if it's February, he's still not vice president anymore after January 20th. 
that's true but what i'm getting at is like the relationship of the beginnings of these arrangements and stuff like that was that when joe biden was still vp i don't know i don't know that's the thing and is this like you know what i mean like not now i'm just spitballing i'm riffing i have no evidence to back up anything i'm saying but like is this this guy pushing back against them now because joe biden doesn't have the clout that he did before yeah, I mean, maybe that's that's, but that again, as you admitted, that's that's speculatory again, on legal paper. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he has he holds no office. But this is we talked about this. I think we talked about this when we first started doing the show, Corey. When you know you had you had Donald Trump doing the whole lock her up shit with with Hillary Clinton, and then you had the the Democratic Party and the Democratic establishment stopping at nothing to find Donald Trump guilty for something, and now. You have the same thing happening to Joe Biden. Like, is if this is what American politics is now, we're fucked. If it's just going to be trying to put the current slash former president in jail for just tr- constantly trying to catch them for something, then we're fucked. Now, with that being said, I like the idea of exposing these people for the criminals that they have all been essentially since Abraham Lincoln. I have no issue with that. But I want it to be done in a way that is that behooves the that behooves the American people and actually cleans up our politics. That's not what the objective is with any of this. The objective is putting political opponents in prison. That's not what we're supposed to be fucking doing here. So it's very it's a very complicated issue when you're talking about the legality of whether you're talking about Hillary or Trump or Biden. It's the reasons why we want to catch these people. Do we want to catch these people because we want to clean up the system? Or do we want to catch these people because we want to, we want to throw our pro- political opponents in prison? And I think no, it's the yeah, that's fair. And I think that's why I'm still stuck on this thing is the fact that even if he doesn't get locked up, I want the bastard exposed for as corrupt as he is. 100%. I want all of them to be completely exposed that they're all corrupt. Because then when the next uh, swath of dirty politicians come in, they know that they're being watched. And you can hope that 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 is the end game here, Corey. Like I'm hoping that this whole idea of putting your political opponents in prison or trying to put your political opponents in prison is just kind of like a dirty, sloppy beginning of the game way to do exactly what you just said, which is like, okay, these fuckers just, they're not going to get away with this shit anymore. I hope that's, I hope that's the end game. And I have hope that it will be, but right now it's, it's gross and it's dirty and it's just, banana republic bullshit but it could turn and that's what i think that's what we're all hopeful of i'm hopeful are you hopeful i think i'm hopeful what's next uh one of the uh maybe new inadequate infrastructure or we can do supreme court yeah let's do supreme court we love, we are the goofballs that do politics that love to talk about the Supreme Court. <laughs> Court cases are important. They, those yeah. uh, those different cases have a, just as much of an impact on everyday life as uh, is like amendments and legislation. So. so this one, to set it up, the Supreme Court ruled, was it over the weekend that we're talking about here? I can't remember what it was. But I think it was Friday, few, maybe. A few, a few days ago, uh, the Supreme Court uh, r- basically shut down the uh, the independent legislature theory, at least as it involves our elections. Did I get that yeah, right? Yeah, and so, yep. So for the people that don't know, the independent state legislate, legislator theory or the independent state legislator doctrine 
is a judicially rejected legal theory that posits that the Constitution of the United States delegates authority to regulate federal elections within a state to that state's elected lawmakers without any checks and balances from state courts, governors, or other bodies with legislative power, such as constitutional conventions or independent commissions. So all the, a lot of these red states were trying to supersede the balance of powers, which is the bedrock of our Constitution and our republic, and say, no, no, we get the ultimate say in what our state votes for president, and no one gets to uh, second-guess it or come in and overrule what we say. Yeah, and, and it's it's basically what the what the January sixth turds were using as a precipice to get get Donald Trump back in the White House. Yeah, that was essentially their premise was was independent. Yeah, it's convoluted and all this talking about like how remember how they said they they could overturn certification or veto right. certification and that the legislative branch can just do that, bring in their own electors. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what this was. And the Supreme Court said, no, no, no. There's checks and balances on every aspect of our Constitution and everything that we do. So, so get your, again, how, get your dictator authoritarianism out of here. How many more, how many left leaning outlets are going to report on this? Because this is once again, once again, and I don't know how many examples we've had, Corey, since, since Trump left office. How, how many, more leftward outlets are reporting on the fact that this conservative court has done a really good job of actually upholding some more liberal values. I mean, throw Roe v. Wade out. Well, right? no, because because it's not, I wouldn't even call them liberal values. I would call them constitutional values. Okay, in, in okay, the no, aspect. no, no. Okay, so so let me correct myself. I don't I don't necessarily mean more liberal values, but doing things that people on the on the more liberal side are hoping for right now, right? Because this yeah. is a situation where independent state legislature theory was was going to be the thing that was going to get Trump back in the White House, regardless of what the will of the American people was. And you even had some Trump supporters, not all, mostly just the super crazy fringe ones that were basically going, I don't care if people voted for Joe Biden, we can get our we can get our uh, our own electors in and get our Messiah back in the White House. Yeah. And so, so, so this was, I, I guess you're right. It's, 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 it's more of a constitutional value, but it was something that folks on the left well, were more worried about right as now. As crazy as they are, their values are backed by the constitution. And sometimes conservatives as crazy as they are, their values are backed by the constitution. It's amazing how that works. It pretty sure <laughs> is, isn't it? And it's almost like, uh, we're all Americans at the end of the day. <laughs> That sounded like a little like uh, love speech, huh? Um, no, it's uh, the constant. The, now I lost my train of thought of where I was Again? going with this. Again, it must be that bad air coming from Canada. Is. Blame the fucking Canadians. God damn it, Canada! <laughs> but no, it's just the uh, the courts are there to interpret and uphold the law regardless of it's liberals who like it or hate it or if conservatives like it or hate it and republicans are trying to push in a bunch of cocky many things right now that go against the grain of the constitution and to try to supersede the three branches of government three branches of government isn't going to sit well with these judges it just 
you know what it shows me? I, I have learned, I, I have such a different opinion about the Supreme Court than I had five years ago. Oh, it's almost like media narratives sometimes get the best of you, huh? N- no, it, it, it's just, I don't, I do not give a shit now if a Supreme Court justice is liberal or conservative anymore. I don't as care. Long as I want to know first. that they're constitutionalists. That's what I want to know. Yeah. If they're constitutionalists, bring them in. And it seems like, um, and even Katanji Brown Jackson's been pretty good so far as far as being a constitutionalist judge. Uh, yeah, no, I like her. But I like her. Amy Comey Barrett's actually surprisingly on my list of ones I'm not terrible like upset about. Even though Kavanaugh, he ra- too. Yeah, even though yeah, even though he raped like every college girl on the East Coast while he was in college. Up and or, down the or, whole goddamn coast. Yeah, he likes was, beer, Dan. Absolutely. <laughs> uh well, we just we just mentioned one there, uh Liberty Twitcher. And then uh, Jackson's a pretty decent constitutionalist. And then, I think uh, I think Meyer was a pretty good one too. Or the whatever the guy who was who's the, the guy that just retired that was replaced by Katanji Brown Jackson. I forget his name. It's slipping my mind at the moment. Is it Sawyer or Sot? Oh fuck, Sotomayor. Sotomayor. That's what it is. Yep. Sawyer Meyer. We got a mix. Sawyer Sodom, Meyer. The word Sodom is in there. <laughs> but he's not a Catholic priest. So. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, these guys are doing a pretty bang up job. I mean, like they just the the same thing that happened in Alabama with racist district drawing lines. Mm-hmm was overthrown in Louisiana recently. Um, they gave, you know, like they protect the rights of native Americans on reservations. You know, the Roe v. Wade thing, a lot is still a very heated thing, but at the end of the day, it's given the people more power because every time it comes up to now that it has to be put to vote versus a court case, every mm-hmm. time it's been put up to vote in any state, red for, or blue, it goes in favor of the people. Um, the, the drag queen stuff. Um, there's just uh, even religious freedom mm-hmm. because, you know, everyone gets freaked out that they're giving religious freedom only to Christians, but that's not true. It's also for Muslims and Jewish people and all sorts of things like that. Like it goes for like, that's across the spectrum. Yeah, no, the Supreme court right now is surprisingly not destroying the country as much as the media narrative from the left would like to make you think. Yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like it's it no, I feel like this has kind of always been the case. Like most media doesn't really talk about the Supreme Court because it's kind of boring. It's boring. There's nothing sexy about it unless it's a big landmark case. Yeah. But but what's interesting too is like you don't you don't see conservative outlets mentioning the fact that Amy Coney Barrett has made some pretty liberal decisions. I mean, Same against, Kavanaugh. against again outside of Roe v. Wade, right? And so Roe v. Wade's kind of the outlier. And I think the reason it's the outlier is because the one it's because it's the one that everybody fucking cares about. Like everybody has their chips in a fucking hat on one side or the other left or right when it comes to that. So it's like, it's only when you have something like Roe come up that anybody gives a shit about the Supreme court. But these little things here that we're talking about where you actually have conservative justices making decisions that liberals should like nobody cares nobody's gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about it because we love because it hurts their narrative dan they want the supreme court bad yeah i know supreme court bad supreme court bad (laughs) too many conservatives on supreme court yeah i don't care just 
Too many be Catholics. Con- be constitutionalists. Give power to the state, right? Which is what they did by overturning Roe. But also, which was like, sure which is like, which is so important to me. That's why, like, it's it's weird. It was a seventy year precedent that when they overturned it, yes, it did take power away from the government, but it also took power away from the people. So it's a convoluted like thing to be upset about it. But as the cards and all the and everything is shuffling about uh, in the states the people actually have a voice on it and states can now vote on it independently. And they're making their voices known. And yeah, even, even red states are supporting abortion to some degree, right? Which is, which as we've talked about, 83% of Americans are okay with abortion to some level, even if it's just six weeks, but like to some degree they're, they're cool with it or they're, or they're, or they're in support of it. Or, or at least for, um, you know, medical emergencies or what have you. So, yeah. Anyway, Supreme Court. Never thought I would support a conservative Supreme Court, but um, I personally have been pretty okay with it <laughs> since, it's, since it's taken over. Speaking uh, of liberals. Liberals? Who's a liberal? No, I was saying speaking of liberals, we were talking about liberals. Natives versus liberals, an anti-love story. I was reading the banner. Oh, shit. I, 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 <laughs> I, had the, I had the wrong screen pulled up. I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one's interesting, so, right? So, uh, yeah, go ahead. You set it up. Yeah, so right now in Nevada, uh, in the, uh, the green energy crusade that is currently happening in our country, Biden wants to build like a very, very large lithium mine in Nevada. Sounds great for liberals, right? GM is investing, I think, like $380 billion into the either million or billion. I think it's a B. In, no, it's probably an M. Uh, into, <laughs> you didn't even read it? No, I read it. I just can't remember if it was million or billion. But uh, they're investing a bunch of money into two. They're building lithium mines that will be able to help the production of up to up to a million green uh battery powered cars a yeah, year to make green annually. vehicles yeah to make green vehicles well while this is happening there is a shit ton of natives out there that do not want this to happen because they consider this sacred land mm-hmm. interesting right what a it's very interesting because it's almost a callback to uh the dakota access pipeline when obama shit on natives and put that pipeline through oh no he stopped it that's and right. Then, but didn't like nix it, just put a stop on it to let the next administration put it in. <laughs> just like how Trump rushed this through. And then the Biden administration just kept it going to where yep. they go, well, Trump started it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, to the same bird, right? We talk about that yeah. all the time. But here's what's interesting about it is uh, there's similar disputes taking place all around the world as governments and companies advancing renewable energy find themselves battling communities opposed to projects that threaten wildlife, groundwater, and air quality. Started by Trump, continued by Biden, hastily 28 tribes in Nevada, but only three, like, but started by Biden hastily, 28 tribes in Nevada, but only three were consulted, uh, were consulted. So there was 28 tribes in the area, but the Biden administration only hit up three of them and go, hey, we're doing this. What do you think? And uh, they didn't even hit up all, all 28, but like some of them were like, well, yeah, it's jobs, you know, and it's good for us. 
a federal judge in, in February and then a federal judge in February. So they tried to uh, sue about it, you know, to stop it. But a federal judge in February said construction could begin, but also ruled that BLM violated federal law regarding, regarding disposal of mine waste, which is interesting because that's the very thing <laughs> that the natives are complaining about. <laughs> Conservationists have appealed, and the San Francisco-based Ninth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals scheduled an oral argument for June 26th. So it's June 28th, actually. So I'm assuming that court case just started. There's probably no ruling in it yet, but it looks. But the construction has begun, and you know, and it's just another thing. It's just like, shut so, up, Native Americans. Yeah. So basically, to sum that up, right? This is good for you. Shut up. Just like when they brought them out of school and just made them cut their hair and put them into white schools and said, "Shut up." So this, this is, is why you, you have this is why you have a cultural leftist conundrum here, right? Because you have first, but because we need we need the lithium to build the batteries to make the cars that are supposed to save the planet, right? The battery powered cars. We need that, but also we care about native land and don't want to stomp on their land but we can't have both things at the same time. So who's like, we have, we have to have heads exploding over this. <laughs> do we save the planet or do we save the native land? What do we do? Cause we can't do both. I don't yeah, know. That's basically the argument from uh, the Biden administration. <laughs> I just I thought it was an interesting thing. Cause it's a minority group that's just been historically shit on in our country. Yeah. Being shit on more because we need the, we need, we need this lithium. We'll figure out a clean way to do it. Don't you worry. It'll be just as clean as our, our rail lines. Right. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got two guys arguing in the in the comments about abortion. So we're just gonna move on to the next one. Uh yeah. So speaking of rail lines. Inadequate infrastructure. What a fantastic banner. Right? I love alliterations, man. It's just something that just pops in my head all that day is long. Your favorite. That is your absolutely your favorite thing. Uh, so we did have a uh, another train derailment in Yellowstone in Yellowstone Park uh, over the well. I can't. I, I keep losing track of my days. Sometime or late last week, uh, and it actually wasn't necessarily because of the train company making a mistake. It was because the fucking bridge collapsed. And well, so we they have, don't know. Okay, all right. I guess that's I still undetermined. So yeah, it's either a train derailment, which would allude to a corporation not properly doing their job and you know and, and or the rails were bad which would be infrastructure or a bridge collapsing but there was a train that went over the bridge like an hour before with no problems okay but yeah so a there was a train that collapsed and it's now in the river in Yellowstone and there's molten sulfur and a bunch of, well, at, that at one point was hot asphalt that's just being dumped into the river. But when asked how much is being leaked on an hourly or daily basis, Stein Wyden, which was like head of uh, the local like environmental group there, told reporters, we can't determine that at this time. However, when the tank cars are removed, we will do an assessment on what is left product-wise in these cars. And from that information, we will be able to tell more accurately what our release estimate is. <laughs> like, I don't know. We're going to just find out how much is left. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why am I laughing? This is like, 
a national treasure in Yellowstone Park that is being utterly polluted. And I'm laughing. I shouldn't be laughing. I'm going to stop laughing. Yeah, you probably shouldn't laugh. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop. You laugh to keep yourself from crying, Dan. What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? By the way, is uh, is uh, our Cracker Jack uh, transportation secretary made a comment on this yet? As people, I don't know. I'll Google that. Did Buddha Judge say anything about Yellowstone train derailment? Has Buddha Judge said anything about the Yellowstone train derailment here? Uh, yeah. So this brings us to the point you wanted to bring up, Corey, which is uh, th- this idea that. Uh, not only has our infrastructure not been fixed, but also the Rail Safety Act. Ted, good old Ted Cruz is blocking that. Mm, yes. So, yes, Republicans are just as shitty as Democrats, as we always say. Uh, and uh, the slowly, the rail workers have kind of sort of gotten their sick days that they were after right before the uh, the, the East Palestine incident. Yeah, or yeah. Lean so, left now. Yeah, let's lean left. <laughs> yeah, we can stand up back straight again. It's okay. <laughs> so, in an in a lovely example of neoliberalism, our dear President Biden blocked the railway uh, strike that was coming to fruition. What was that in December last year? Somewhere around that time. Yeah, yeah. Not that long ago, the railway workers wanted sick pay. And it was during a time when unions were taking, were on a boom. You know what I mean? Unions were just popping up all over. And some real workers wanted sick pay. So they threatened to go on strike. And our president, who, in quotations for just people who are listening, is the most union pro-union president ever. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> over FDR, apparently. Apparently, but, somehow. Uh, I don't know how that happened, but yeah, happened. I'm not sure. But... The most pro-union president ever blocked a strike of the workers who were all going on strike to get, you know, their sick pay or their sick days. And well, now we're a whole almost one year later, you know, eight, four months shy of it. And there's a lot of uh, liberal leaning outlets that are saying that like the headlines would be like, train workers are getting their sick days. Thanks to Biden, mm-hmm. but in all reality, it's only roughly half of them. It's where if the actual strike happened, you know, it'd probably be all of them. To be clear, like, we don't know how or why or what the arbitrary decision is that, like, gets, like, the 60% of these rail workers their sick pay. Like, why are they only getting sick days? Like, why are, the, why, why? Do we know the answer to this question? Why are only 60% of them getting sick days? Um, it just because they're just kind of inching their way through it and like making deals, kind of like, one small union at a time kind of deal. Yeah, pretty much. I have no idea. I have not. Been I'm not exactly sure. I know that Biden, like the only person that's been on the forefront of the voices of it about all of this is our dear friend, Bernie. Who's actually been out there, like calling them out and doing this stuff, because that is one thing that he's always been for is like the workers, even though ultimately on a macro scale, he'll just cuck to the establishment. Yeah. When it matters. Well, not that this doesn't matter, because this does matter. This does matter. But like it's just it's just funny to me that the workers were gonna tie up their own bootstraps and take care of it themselves and get themselves sick days. And then the government comes in and stops them from doing it. 
and then cheers that they gave only half of them sick days. When Biden, this motherfucker, on his campaign trail, he promised one of his promises, one of his campaign promises was to get all the workers in America seven sick sick paid days. And that I hasn't gotten, happened. I haven't gotten mine yet, Corey. Have you and gotten yours? It pisses me off that everyone that like, you see people talking about this because like everyone's missing the point that like this union doing this, this was this the, on the macro scale, this isn't just about the union workers. I mean the, the railway workers. Yeah, it's about this is yeah. about all the workers. Yeah. This is about showing solidarity and that workers can stand up for their own rights. Tell the government and the workers to fuck off that they're going to either work and get their right right compensation or they're not working because that's what libertarians want. They want a contract between the worker and the worky and the worky should be able to fight for their rights <laughs> to just basic sick pay. But then daddy government comes in and tells them, no, 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 you can't do that. We're going to make this happen for you. And then what is it? You know, eight months later go, Hey, well, <laughs> be happy. We got half of you sick pay. Well, this is why, this is why it's a joke when, you know, folks on the left try to pretend and listen, there are less and less of them by the day. So I'm happy about that. But folks on the left that want to say that like Joe Biden is some sort of like leftist. And I say the same thing to conservatives that want to sit there and pretend that Joe Biden is some fucking socialist. Like, no, he's not. No, he's, he's more not. on your side than you realize. He's, yeah, he, as evidenced by the stifling of the unions in the rail workers. If he was a leftist or a real socialist, he would have been out there with them yeah. instead of telling them it would be illegal if they strike. It's just, a, it, it's just another example that states what we always say, that we actually have a uniparty, which is that uh, Democrats are conservative and Republicans are far right. Like, that's it. Like, Republicans are just a little bit further to the right than Democrats. But they're both on the right. Make no fucking mistake. You don't have to look any further than this example. And there are and, and they're further right examples. in all the wrong ways. Yeah, They I don't agree. go right enough to where they're libertarians, where they say smaller government. Because once the, like, they all claim to be about smaller government. But then look at the second person in charge. You're talking about Republicans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They all claim to be smaller government. But then look who's the second front runner for the presidency is DeSantis, who's literally expanding the state day by day in Florida yeah. to stick it to the fucking libs. Yeah, Go woke. Stick it to the you libs. Know, fucking woke bastard. <laughs> Let me just expand my state in authoritarian stature to yeah. make it to where the government's going to come down on you. And at the same time, I'm also going to tout that I'm for smaller government. Two wings of the same bird. Two we, have a un- we have a uniparty. There's no difference between the two these two parties. It's a joke. This is just another example that we need to get rid of all of it. All of it. Like, Burn it all down. You know, eight months later, those railways, if the uh, <laughs> if the administration did the same type of shit that Taft did with his AG in the 1800s when they were trying to make it to where the railway stations or the railway companies would keep the same type of fare across state lines because they were now at this point sending things uh, intercontinentally on the railways and they wanted to make them more efficient and the railways pushed back. And Taft goes, listen, my AG is going to come after you for trust bust and try to do some trust busting if you don't agree with this. He could have used that same fucking playbook and stuck yeah. with the fucking worker, the working class, me, you, all of yeah. our listeners. I promise you at 9.09 at night that anyone listening to this podcast isn't on 
the fucking one percent yeah they're all workers like we are yeah and the government needs to get the fuck out of the way instead of letting corporations stifle our wages and then coming in behind and promising us money for welfare and subsidies to try to get us to vote for them cheers (laughs) (laughs) i went on a rant oh yeah it was a good one it was a good one Uh, it gets me so fucking aggravated yeah when Biden, you know, there's a constant the tug of war of a leftist and a I'm liberal. Not, you know what's funny is like I'm not even gonna say Biden because it's not Biden. It's the Democratic establishment. It's the whole goddamn thing. Yeah, that guy's pooping his pants, getting lost <laughs> in the White House. <laughs> yeah, it's not just it's not just Joe Biden. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that's what's. But I mean, I guess I I hope that we're not being lied to. Uh, you know, by the EPA because I think the EPA did the EPA come out and say that some of this stuff was supposed to solidify at the bottom of the river. That was spilled at Yellowstone. Yeah, you so apparently more this than stuff me. solidifies when it comes out. It's it's uh, it's uh, I forget what the other oh the molten sulfur. Yeah, sulfur solidifies when it gets cold. Um, and there's no more. Tr- and like when they're doing the testing now, of course, this is to the institutions that are doing the testing and stuff. There's no more sulfur before the river than there is after like down river and stuff like that. Like it's pretty contained. Mm. All the really nasty chemicals that were on the train didn't fall into the river. I hope that's true, man, because we, you know, we we saw enough lies after East Palestine. I just I don't want that to happen again, especially not at Yellowstone. Not that the people of East Palestine are any less important than Yellowstone, but I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then uh, before we get to our last topic, I wanted to go do a little bit of cleanup in the comments real quick because Uh Nucky Thompson asked us. If Trump is found guilty and needs to be incarcerated, do you think he'll see the inside of a jail cell or posh club fed minimum security place with a putting green? So this is my take on it personally right now. Right now, uh, what I'm thinking, this is what's going to happen. This is going to be tied up in the courts. Elections are, you know, November. Of next is it year. this November? Yeah. Next year. Uh, next year. Jesus Christ. They're starting Only 2023, Corey. What year is it? What year is it? I feel like Robin Williams and Jumanji. Yeah. Uh, but let's be honest. This, 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 this court is going to be appealed and get pulled out. He, Trump's going to be able to string this along until the election. And if he becomes president, he can just pardon himself. If he doesn't become president, it gets a little bit stickier because history shows that the, the next president typically will pardon the previous president of anything like uh what was that carter uh uh it was carter ford. after nixon right ford, ford. after nixon after yes. nixon was ford and he pardoned nixon and but then again it's trump which i still think would be a baller move if biden did that it would yeah you know because they're all just as corrupt as he is he's just dumber about it and that's why they don't like him because he's making them all look bad yeah i mean i'll answer the question too um Based on what we know, there's not a chance Trump's going to see the inside of it. Nucky said Ford pardoning Nixon cost him the re-election. Was it that or was it? Because also under Ford, that's when the inflation got not. Nope, I'm thinking of Carter. You're thinking of Carter again. Yeah. No. If For- Why Ford do I have was- Carter on the brain? Ford didn't get re-elected because he was basically a, a nothing. He was basically a placeholder. Basically, he didn't get re-elected to sim- for similar reasons to, to the fact that Jimmy Carter didn't get re-elected. Um, but yeah, I, Trump will not see the inside of a jail cell based on what we know right now. Based on that audio, he's not going to see the inside of a jail cell. 
Um, I don't think this is even going to go to trial. It's never going to get there. He'll get the Hunter Biden treatment. I mean, either that or he'll just pay money. You know what I mean? It'll just be a, there'll be, there'll be some kind of, there'll be some kind of settlement. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's, but he's not going to see the inside of a jail. I believe that Naki though. I believe that Nixon, a lot of people didn't like Nixon. He said, uh, pardoning Nixon hit his approval ratings. Oh, I'm sure that's true. That and yeah, and if it doesn't go to trial, he'll plea bargain, but he ain't going to jail. I just, yeah, I based on, and I mean, unless something else comes out, I mean, if something you know, else comes out, it's a little more incriminating. And you're looking at people who, you know, especially when he was president had heavily succumbed to Trump, like what the right would call Trump derangement syndrome. And we fucking hated the guy. I still think he was an awful president, but I don't think he was uniquely awful. He was just as bad as the rest of them. And I don't think he's going to jail because he's an elitist. People at the top just don't. <laughs> they just don't. Very rarely do they. You know, it's it's sad. Any, they, anything that Hunter Biden did, anything that Trump did, anything that Biden did, anything that Obama did, that Bush did, all, all these guys criminals, the that way. were war criminals and using depleted uranium bullets and bombing civilians in other countries and starting wars without an, without constitute without Congress's approval, they all walked away. And I will say that if Trump does see the inside of a jail cell, if I turn out to be wrong and he does go to prison for what we know as of today, June 28th, 2023, um, then my God, every president that's alive save for Jimmy Carter should be in prison for far. Oh, no, you're talking about Jimmy Carter. Carter. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy was a nice guy. I don't think he he's just a little peanut farmer. He's a habitat yeah, for humanity. You know, he just likes to build some houses, grow some peanuts. I don't think I don't think Jimmy deserves to go to prison, but all the rest of them do. All the ones. <laughs> did and by the way, did Jimmy Carter die and we didn't know about it? He's still alive, right? He's like 104. Doesn't he have dementia now? Yeah. Sad. He doesn't even know if he died. <laughs> In fact, neither does Biden. <laughs> can you see? Can you just picture the corpse of Jimmy Carter and Joe Biden just like playing a game of bridge together and never remembering whose turn it is? <laughs> they're, just, they're playing cards. <laughs> They don't even have cards. They're just holding just coasters <laughs> at an Applebee's. Oh, God damn it. Oh, man. <sighs> War criminals all. All of them. All of them. Except for um, and how many ex-presidents stored classified docs in unsecure locations and then broke them out in a room with people and not clear to see them? I, don't oh, yeah, I think that is just <laughs> that's, that's that's uniquely Trump. <laughs> but yeah, but here's the thing: it's like I don't give a shit about that in the same way that I give about the in the same way that I give a shit about the way Obama and Bush and Clinton and even Trump to a certain degree all committed war crimes and killed innocent people. Like I care more about that than him not handing over documents when he was asked to. Sorry. Like, it's just not the same thing to me. If you're going to put, if you're going to put Trump in prison for mishandling documents, you better put Obama in prison for dropping more drone drone strikes than any other president. You better put fucking George W. Bush in jail for illegally invading uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. Like these, these things are not the same. Yeah, he said, what war crime did Obama commit? So off, offhand, <laughs> I know that start? under Obama, he was his he was letting the military use depleted uranium bullets on uh, enemies. 
And then on top of that, under him, they bombed and killed ample amounts of civilians in hospitals and churches and at weddings and things like that. Because the way that our government, now granted, he didn't make this law, but he definitely kept it going. He, uh, with the things like bombing civilians and stuff, because our government had a weird way of able being able to just arbitrarily label someone as an enemy combatant to where if someone was wearing, you know, their, their headscarf and they're in the desert, they could be, well, that could be a terrorist and they would just kill him. And this stuff was happening under Obama a lot. No, the, the, the Afghanistan war wasn't illegal, but it, and the reason, well, no, because technically it was a war that wasn't approved by con- con- Congress. It was a police action. And uh, on top of that, like you can get into the really nitty gritty stuff. You know, Snowden happened under his watch. Illegally, illegally detaining Americans in Guantanamo Bay. I mean, we're, we're I mean, like, there are a million fucking examples of of crimes, war ish crimes that every president has committed since essentially FDR. So like, like this isn't I don't even know why we're having this discussion. What is it? Was it the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act or whatever, to where it, like he let uh our intelligence agencies illegally spy on Americans, which Snowden brought to light. Mm-hmm. Operation Fast and Furious. Was Fast and Furious under Obama? Yeah. I think Fast and Furious was Reagan. Was Vin Diesel involved? No. It's all about was, the family, Dan. Operation Fast and Furious was 2009. Then which one am I thinking of? I don't know. Because Fast and Furious was They'll the one where they were, stupid, they were buying weapons. Names. And yeah. selling or selling drugs for unmarked money to buy weapons, right? Oh, I'm thinking of I'm getting I'm thinking of Iran Contra under Reagan, but Fast and Furious was the one, yeah. Oh, yeah, Nucky, Nucky, Nucky was right Nucky on that. He goes, Yep, that's what you're thinking. <laughs> yep, yep, that's what I was thinking. We get a couple beers deep, we forget the names of this stuff. Uh, anyway, I, do we have anything else we wanted to talk about, Nucky? We appreciate you joining us and uh. The argument that you had with uh, Liberty Twitcher in the comments. Walk uh, <laughs> we'll go back and read through all that. Anyway, uh, I don't. Do we have anything else we wanted to touch on? I, I do believe we're going to be off the next three weeks. Correct? Are we? I think we can be because we. I would like to release our uh, our series. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. It's perfect timing for you. Uh, so we're not going to have any any live broadcasts for the next well, three weeks. Next week, I can go live. We're going sure. over this live on the show. Go ahead. Mike. I know. <laughs> next week, I can go live for sure. I, I have a babysitter for those five weeks. So so for everyone who's listening, my wife is leaving me. I'm going to be a single father. <laughs> She's going to Portland, Oregon for five weeks. <laughs> She'll be back. <laughs> but those five weeks are going to be a little tough. Yeah, that Montessori but, uh, school cult we have is tough a, to deal with. You know, and so in our in our state in, in Michigan, uh, in the city of Kalamazoo, there's a current issue going on there with a company called Graphics Packaging that is releasing a lot of uh, poison into the air into the city. And allegedly, uh, we, allegedly, we drove out there. There's a bunch of lawsuits going on. We interviewed a couple of people, so we're going to have a little series regarding that coming up. Coming up. Soon. Soon. And then maybe if there is week. anything that's really popped off, then maybe we can do something like uh, Breaking Points does and one of us can hop in and just say something. Yeah. 
this is all all pre-show stuff that people don't need to know about. Hey, you know, the, the little inside they might, baseball. I'd like to hear the inside baseball stuff sometimes. <laughs> anyway, we'll figure all that out as we go. Uh, for Bell the Body. St- oh, wait a minute. You got to tell all the people with all the places they can find us. You got me I'm not going to hide this banner because we're not talking about it. <laughs> Elon is banning free speech, but it's okay because it's the speech he thinks is wrong. Yeah, that's right. Doing the exact same thing that the right people bitch, the people on the right bitched about Twitter saying they're banning less people's people, pe- banning their speech. Now they're banning people's speech on the left. Libsertive Podcast is found on all <laughs> social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libsertiveshow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at LibservivePod. Our TikTok videos can be found at LibservivePodcast, and you can reach out directly at LibservivePod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Subscribe today. Subscribe, tell a friend, share with a friend. It's the best way that podcasts see growth is through word of mouth. Your friends actually listen and care about your opinion, whether they tell you you're an asshole or not. And until next time, for Bell the Body Snatcher, he is always is Corey Walsh. He's Dan Griffin. This has been Libservative Intellectual Idiots Fostering Political and Cultural Literacy. And until next time, we are out of here. We the people cannot end that.